0: You're tuning in to episode two of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey, brought to you by Everything Cowboy. Today, the guys recap the WNFR, the best and worst of 2017, and a little later, they get a call from a very special guest. This is Cowboy Shit. da 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 Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da.
1: Okay, we are back. Back We're back y'all We're back We're y'all back. We're back y'all Round two of the pod Round two Podcast Get your popcorn ready Get the popcorn Get the popcorn Popcorn, refreshments, soft drinks uh, Maybe an adult beverage if you're into that sort of thing Yeah, I mean Settle in, it's gonna be a nice little Not gonna lie to you, we are We'll drink an adult beverage every once in a while I like to indulge Yeah I'm Sometimes I overindulge, but you know We like to party <laughs> We like our Jesus to is, party too My name's Rod, I like to party Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Alright, today on the podcast Fun shit Oh yeah, we're back. Post NFR. Yeah, we're not a one hit wonder podcast. We're like a two time. We're gonna we're gonna be we're, a two hit wonder. We did two. Yeah. We ain't going we're better than MC Hammer. You can touch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We got a lot of guests stopped by the show today. The real Gator, he was just here. Yeah, Gator baby Gator in Jumped in for a little visit. Nobody's gonna really know his real name, but he he goes by the Gator. Nobody knows what it means. The real Gator, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> Cole Young stops by the show. Stops yeah. by the house. Makes some rice. Cole w Young. He it's doesn't know how to sweet. make rice. Yeah, he didn't actually know he, how. He has a hard time with rice. Yeah. It but was, I mean, it, it wasn't like minute rice, so like yeah. I can see where the problem is. Like most people can make the minute rice. Yeah. But the rice that you eat is it was like weird. high-end rice. Hey. It was pretty fancy. Fancy rice. Yeah, and it, it, Do you it just a fancy soy sauce on it? Fancy rice doesn't even need soy sauce, man. But but doesn't it doesn't even need it. Still it still enhances it. It didn't even need it. I would probably put it on. I, I didn't. It was still good. Do you look down upon people for putting ketchup <laughs> on steak? <laughs> Um, a person has to taste the steak first, because if not, it's it's like a oh, I don't want to call it a disgrace, but it's like it's like a slap in the chef in the face. Yeah, what if the the chef is off with his temperatures? Then it's yeah, fault. yeah, that's true. But you got to try it first before we put the sauce on it. See, and like, just try it first. That's something that really grinds my gears is when people are like get mad at me for eating a food. It's like, fuck you, I'm the one that has to eat it, not you. So. Take yeah, off, but, take you, off, but. but don't put the sauce on it first, though, bud. Yeah, but it, you don't make the rules. Like, <laughs> I'm the one who's eating it. So I read it in I that book it. that you didn't read yet, I guess. The gentleman's book? I read it. But did you read the whole thing? You didn't yeah. read the ketchup part. Well, I can. Yeah, but it's okay. Ooh. I'm not going to let the weather, the fact that you have ketchup with steaks sometimes, define oh, no. me the gentleman. Oh, no. I hold the door open for old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today. <laughs> <huh>. <laughs> Wasy Anderson He likes his coffee black He holds the door open For old ladies He holds the door open For old ladies <laughs> He drinks his coffee black In the morning <laughs> He punches and bunches all, those, all of those well, things. I actually never punched anybody in my life, so... Not even as a hockey goalie? Oh, yeah. Did you I've use a blocker? That. Yeah. Did you blocker somebody oh, one man, time? Dirty. I was <clears throat> I was playing... We were playing Prince Albert in the playoffs one time, and they had this Ooh, big guy dirty on their PA. team. He was like six, 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 and you're like 17-year-old. He was a huge guy. And, and you were like 12. No, I was 15. I was small, though. And like, small than you are right now? Uh, a yeah, little bit, yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Like, I was like three, three foot and nothing? I was like... F- three foot two <laughs> oh. and they so they put this guy on the power play oh. and he's like standing in front of me mm-hmm. so i like wind up and like stick him right in the ball sack and he oh. goes down like big, oh. big big tree fall hard oh. and like he like apparently Dirty. I, I was walking back to the dressing room after that period and like all these moms and dads like coming like, like saying they're gonna fucking kill me and like like it was no. insane no and then after I was, afterwards i found out that that guy's like a ufc fighter Whoa. He said he's going to fucking kill me But he didn't He never did we, And we won the game so. Fucking prove it That happened to me one time I got suspended I had to write a letter And say what <laughs> <one laughs> I did yeah. I'm really really sore It was against Pinoka I'm I think so we were I don't know if it was we were playing Wasey Finkbinder's team or not But we had played them did before Did you stick Wasey Finkbinder? I n- no I did not do that Wow But I did punch a couple people On one line I started a whole line brawl Yeah I've done, been there It was yeah, awesome unreal. It was End of the game too yeah. So then it was really Really provocative I started, I started a line brawl once and Then my dad got jumped By all the other dads in the lobby. Whoa! Yeah, that was crazy. That's aggressive. Yeah. That's sass hockey for you boys. <laughs> She's a little wild in the jungle, baby. Oh yeah. No, no rules. <laughs> no holds barred. Saskatchewan minor hockey. Mostly started by my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jody. Jody Anderson <laughs> Jody in the- the Rage. For the home team. <laughs> <laughs> the last midget team I played for, they had to like take my parents in separate, talk to them. Cause like, they're like, yeah, so like we heard you guys are like, like crazy hockey <laughs> parents. <laughs> Because you're gonna have to like take it easy at some of these games and stuff. And oh dear! If we're gonna have your son on our team, did they um, calm it down? My dad did, and my mom. My mom's my mom. My mom. She mostly just yelled at me more than anybody Paula else. Paula doesn't give a rip. No, she she's more concerned about what I'm up to. <laughs> I broke <brought, laughs> one game. I started the game. I got scored on like three goals in five minutes. I got absolutely lit up. Ooh! I smashed like I, I smashed my goalie stick over the crossbar. You can't do that. I, can't be doing that my mom chewed me out so bad I was terrified. she worked hard for that hockey stick I know man they're expensive you can't just wreck $130 it 130 bucks okay. well, I was mad you know you can, yeah but you can't wreck your things I know I, I never did it after that ever again. So That's good. You, she learned you. Yeah. You learned she scared important, the shit out of me. You learned an important lesson right there. Back on track. Yeah. So we're already seven minutes in. <laughs> we haven't talked about anything about cowboy shit. But well, well, it is kind of. We were, uh, so I was just in Las Vegas for the uh, Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. The podcast was just, it just came out the, the day before the NFR started and there a few people caught on to it. A few didn't. A few loved the name. A few didn't love the name, but it got me thinking that we forgot to uh, explain. Explain the name of the show before we put it out there. What I want to do is I want to talk about what our definitions of cowboy shit really are. So Wacy, let you go first. What is your definition of cowboy shit? Well, to me, I guess, I don't know, having growing up in the Western lifestyle and uh, growing up on a ranch my whole life and kind of being around the rodeo scene, I think to me, Cowboy shit is kind of always putting out your best effort no matter what you're up to, never making excuses and having respect for your, your fellow man, your animals, respecting the land. It's kind of hard to put like a concrete definition on it for me. Like I think you can't really define one certain thing as cowboy shit. Like it kinda can of be anything as long as you're kind of representing your best self and putting your best self forward and yeah, trying your best and no matter what you do, I think you can pretty much classify most of that stuff under cowboy shit in my eyes. Going to what maybe my definition would be and leading off of yours, is it's more of an attitude than it is yeah, maybe a definition. Exactly, yeah, it's the way I yeah. it's more of it. Yeah, like if you if you know deep down that you're being true to yourself and to your values and not just conforming to what people think you should be doing and kind of embracing like your roots and where you come from, I think you can pretty much classify that as being a cowboy and cowboy shit. I, there's nothing more I love to do in this whole world than being on the back of a horse checking cows, doctoring cows and... I rode you for a very long time, and that's something I'd love to do, and something that'll always be a part of my life. Like our house here in is in Calgary it's in the middle of the damn city mm-hmm. my, my definition of cowboy shit might be really well for sure is different than someone who works on a ranch every day and I'm envious of those guys that get to do that stuff I've, you know I didn't grow up doing that we had horses and we got to go riding my parents made their living in town I didn't even start rodeoing until I was 12 and then from that point I got to do lots of traveling and do lots of cool stuff and and even the ranchy guys or the cutters or the working cow horse people or you know people that aren't necessarily rodeo People they don't think that that's cowboy shit, right? They might not think that's the case. Whereas somebody in rodeo in the rodeo business, like I mean, I think I get to do cowboy shit every day in some format. But it's totally different than the cowboy shit someone else would do. We get to go. I think it's the coolest thing that I get to make. We get to do this freaking this podcast now, and it's called Cowboy Shit, and we can go tell those stories about everybody doing cowboy shit all over the world and all the different formats it might be, even for. You know, for a guy like Core Blunt, he did, he did, talked about uh, what a, the definition of a cowboy is in a Facebook Live event he did. And it's, it's totally different. He, he considers himself a cowboy. And in what he gets to do is music. He plays big shows all over the country, right? So his definition of cowboy shit is different than ours, maybe, but it's all on the same lines. You can't look it up in, in the old Webster's dictionary and be like, hey, yeah, that's cowboy shit. You can't even look it up on the internet, but no. you can now because we're on the internet. Yes, yeah, so you can look us up, hey. So if you're on the Facebook, If you're on the Twitter, if you've seen the website, everythingcowboys.com, everythingcowboy.com. Yeah. Check it out. Leave us a comment, a uh, hashtag cowboy shit with your definition. Yeah. Yeah, put it on there. Let us know what your definition is. We might have you on the show. Maybe If you know. it's good, maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, if it's good. If it's not, we probably won't. No promises. But, but that's okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the NFI. How many days? 12 days in Sin City for you? 10 days in, 10, 10 days. nights. 10 nights? Yeah. 10 nights Sin City. How was it to walk me through it? I think I got. I think I think was dying when I came home. <laughs> You're looking pretty. Rough, but oh, my God. While we were watching The Notebook last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 and, it, and it wasn't because it's a sad movie. No, it's... It's not nothing to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) You got the old Vegas hangover. Man. And it was on Monday. Like I got home on Sunday and then Monday I like felt like I had the flu. I was, felt like I was flying on cloud nine from the uh, being in, the oxygen Ooh. in the casinos. Yeah, but there's a lack of oxygen <laughs> in Calgary, so you know, got to a higher elevation, and then I felt like I was dying. You're there longer than most people. You got to see, you, you have the first hand view of all the action, so. One of the top moments probably was uh, first one would have been Jake Vold wins the bareback riding, and it's like he's got to win, win the shit out of this thing to make mm-hmm. it, and goes out and wins the first round. So the first guy I get to talk to for the Wrangler guys is Jake. And then I have something to send to the Calgary Sun that night that's about Jake, and we have a round winner, and it's perfect, right? So that would have been a highlight, and then and uh I think that I think the next yeah the next round Tanner Milan won the next round yeah we were in the bulldog the gate and, there, yeah yeah guys are doing good the bronc riders were having a rough go kind of off the bat but but then after that uh, I believe I think Tanner yeah Tanner won again round five yeah that was Monday and then round seven was won on a Canadian bull Heaven's Basement from Nansen oh, Vold, yeah. Vold Wayne Vold Rodeo That's a good old bull yeah Heaven's Basement nice big brindle bull so then after that night though we got Nansen text me afterwards and he said hey you coming to the South Point and coming on stage with us and that's like one of the coolest things we ever get to do yeah, is I go on that, that stage and like it's a, on Flint's show and Flint's a buddy of ours friend of the show you might say <laughs> friend of the show he'll probably be on the show sometime we got lots of friends I don't know I don't know if he'll like our show though do you think he'll like ours because he has his own show like it might be like Battle of the Shows no do you think no he's you think he knows what we're up to? He's on rural radio. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, we're we're just on the pod. Yeah, cast. we're on SoundCloud, iTunes. Hopefully. Yeah, if we get don't get banned this time. He's my buddy though, so yeah. I think we'll be okay. Hopefully, he should be on, like he's gonna be awesome to have on the show. So Flint, if you're listening, we want to have you on the show. But yeah, so getting to go hang out with those guys on the stage and the, it's such a cool feeling to be a part of all that. And well, it's not an opportunity guy gets every day. Hey? Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, sure. There's lots of cool moments up here, but that's like that's the epitome of pro yeah, rodeo. Yeah, kind of part of the yeah. top of the top. So then that's that's that deal. And then we go the next night. Jordan Hansen wins around on Canadian night. Yeah, on Canadian night in the bull riding, he's the first bull rider to go there. He was actually on our last show. If you haven't listened to the first episode, listen to it. Yeah, go check it out. It might you have to. It's to pretty it. good. You know, just we're kind of biased, but it, you know, it's pretty all right. Better than most. Yeah. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> <laughs> Better than most Canadian podcasts about. You know yeah. cowboy like, shit Yeah about cowboy and I mean like young. In podcasts Named cowboy shit In Canada It would be ranked In the top two or three Probably number one Cause we're the only one Yeah One out of one Yeah <laughs> <laughs> We had three round wins in a row. Scott Gensner wins around in the Bulldog in round nine, three and three. That's all right. In the Bulldoggin, it's a lot of money in three days. Yeah, so yeah, we had three round wins in a row there, and Scott won that one. The next night he comes out wins again. Scott wins fifth in the average, wins like eighty seven thousand. The top guy, top money winner, top money wonner, winner, top money winner, 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 <laughs> at the NFA Team Canada. Team Canada was fucking winning, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Got and like a good time. It was handy to get to talk to the those guys being from Canada because I don't know the American guys very much so no it was easier when <laughs> when our guys won yeah no doubt I okay, guess so yeah you know like you get a lot of contact with those guys throughout the summer so yeah it's nice to yeah have an easy interview eh? well yeah or even like Tanner like we play hockey together with the Madden muskrats go scratch you folded, it but well we'll be back we got a game tomorrow but actually yeah we got an ice time tomorrow night you coming no what? Oh, you got an ant in practice I might not even go to that I might just take a fiver No, come with us to Buddy, bud, man Musgrats. Buddy guy Come on, bud Buddy guy What, are you being a push right now? I'm being a push what, man, Why? I played so much hockey The last month and a half Yeah, but Muskrat hockey Is like a third of the pace Of the most it's, hockey but it's it's not, The fact the matter is Is like We go We don't skate till 11 10 10 9.45 Don't 9 45. Till 1 I work so to work what? at 7.30 So the morning. what? So go. what? You can do it Whatever. Yeah. So then that, then, so the NFI, the next thing that happened was on Sunday morning. I took the like minimum amount of time in Vegas this year. I flew down on Thursday morning when it started, and I flew home Sunday morning as soon as it was done. The only way I could have made it shorter is if I got like an afternoon flight, but that would have been pushing it. Like Saturday, like Sunday afternoon? Or like, Saturday, no, Thursday Saturday afternoon. afternoon. Okay, sorry. Sorry. As it was, I didn't get to the perf till 6.30. Usually I get there at four. Every day we get to the arena at like four. And I rolled in at 6.30. I was pretty high stress. So what goes into there. your preparation then for, for each perf? Uh, mostly naps, you know, during the day. Pre-perf naps? Yeah, pre-perf naps. The first day I had to get a hat shaped made myself a new hat of Smith built, and then I had to get it shaped, and then it wasn't shaped very good. It was shaped horribly, actually. My (laughs) friend Danny, like he put a valiant effort in, but I didn't have the hat flattened very well, so the brim was all fucked up, and then I went to, like, go shape it. <laughs> and then, so you know, Danny went to shape it, and then the freaking brim was just fucking trashed. Just warped. Oh, God, it was horrible. So, he was like, just iron it, man. Go back home and iron it. Go take it to the room, iron it up, and it be just I right. don't know what that means. No, but I, I do speak I English. I didn't know what he meant. <laughs> so, I had to iron the fucking hat. I was in my room at, like, 5.30 and the bus, like, usually I'm going at 4, so yeah. I'm already horribly late. I got my hat, I'm just furiously ironing it before The perf. I look like a mad, like a crazy person. This freaking hat's just mangled (laughs) all the hell, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it straightened out. I had to shape it like three or four times. That's unreal. And as it was, it actually worked really well. It fixed the hat. The black one? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, I ironed it, fixed it. Yeah, it looked we, pretty good. Yeah, it's nice hat. It's a little bit crooked, but I mean, like I shit, can tell from a distance. For uh, yeah, it's like kind of like an onion. When you, it's good from afar, but maybe far when you get up close, it makes your eyes water. I hate onions, so yeah, cool. Also, WC Anderson also does not like tomatoes. I'm a picky eater. Just chicken nuggets. Chicken. He likes chicken nuggets. He likes the nugs. Love nuggets. And also, when I make soups, he likes the yeah, soups. Yeah, good at soups. If you ever needed a good soup, talk to Teddy. Let me know. So I, I don't have much going on the. Winter, so Ted soups. He's gonna, uh, st- he's gonna start start like a little like soup business. business. Everything Cowboys soup. Soup by EC. Yeah, we can deliver it hot and ready to your door if you live. Oh, in we Calgary. can't say hot and ready. That's that's Little Caesars. It's gotta be something else. Ready and hot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> E- soups by EC Ready and hot e- at EC swaps. Ready and hot If you live within five minutes away Cause it'll probably be cold If you don't You can come by and pick it up I think my favorite kind of soup to make Is corn chowder I, I That's my favorite of what you make For soup I don't know how to make two Right now I think we corn should Corn chowder We should, try, we should like look into a broccoli cheddar I don't know about that Sounds pretty high tech I think it's just broccoli and cheddar I'll take it into consideration <laughs> In the airport on Sunday, coming back from the Wrangler NFR, I was sitting in the airport with Covey Moore, Dave Polson, Barb Polson, Jordan oh, Hansen's man. family, Adele Hansen, Jess Hansen, uh, half of the West crew. Uh, I think like Miss Rodeo Canada was on our flight. There was a whole bunch of us, right? We we're all getting out of Vegas. We I actually even slept for like two hours before that flight, which was like a new record. You're a sleeping fool. Yeah, that was like 8 o'clock in the morning, I guess. An 8.20 flight, yeah. It's kind of tough in Vegas because we kind of get nocturnal there. Yeah, yeah, you're on the, the <laughs> night shift a couple nights, and yeah. next thing you know, it's the next morning. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Sh- it. I know the feeling. You've heard of it. I've been there one time. Um, so yeah, shit. So we're sitting in the airport, and I get an email from fucking Ron McLean, like hockey night in hockey Canada. Night. Wow, Ron McLean. That's a huge deal. It was freaking awesome. Like I, I got to meet him this year at Calgary, and we had a really big chat. And I read both of his books, and like huge fan. I got a picture with him too. It's Ron McLean. Yeah, you did in Beer Gardens, but yeah. he couldn't have a beer. I was like, did you have a beer He's like, nah, I gotta go back on TV. Oh, yeah. Dude. He couldn't be drunk on TV. Ron McClane, great guy. He parts, though. I've heard of it. Yeah. He's yeah. a sweet dude, though. So That's cool. That's like, so yeah. Emailed me about hometown hockey in energy that same day. But yeah, freaking Ron McLean <laughs> said good job. Great stuff at the NFR. I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Like who else could say good job from the finals? Like that yeah, was and he's been he's been doing great, and he's been doing that kind of shit for his whole life. Like he's yeah. he's like, looking at hockey in Canada. You think Ron McLean, Don Cherry, coached yeah. corner Saturday night. Saturday night, hockey. Don yelling at him. Nah, 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 nah. Hockey Night Fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's as much As we can do of this song Before we get banned <sighs> Yeah we, Copyright infringement You didn't get to go To the finals no. this year man You are studying Like a little bookworm Like a little like Kind of like a little nerd Yeah I kind of got kinda a bad I got a really bad draw yeah. This year I, All my exams Kind of lined up That whole week During the finals And I mean who am I kidding? I don't really have the money to go down there, but um, I was, it was miserable at home, man. Like, especially cause like once you, and then like once Gator and Dustin and all them boys got down there, like I was having <laughs> like like FOMO was in full effect. And for those of you who don't know what FOMO is, it's called fear of missing out. And it's an epidemic that I, and I suffer from it. Yeah, well you see from it last week. Oh, all the time. And it's, it was just miserable. Like I've only been down there once and like to be able to go down there with a group of friends have been unreal. But unfortunately I had to, I had four exams in five days last week, so. Was it was pretty home. unreal. We didn't go to bed a couple nights. Yeah. We meant to, but it just didn't happen. Sometimes you just don't go to bed and next thing you know it's the next day and then, yeah. then you get back into it. It's just a vicious cycle of yeah. not going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. probably why I had the flu when I got home. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably all the alcohol leaving my system. <laughs> the booze. Your body I got just, all caught up. Your in body that. just ridding it of toxins. Yeah. And I slept until noon. How many times did you guys see Cody Johnson down there? Like I probably got I only like saw him once. Concerts worth of Cody Johnson snaps. I only saw him once. Those guys went a few times. I even turned out on those guys one night because I just couldn't couldn't hang. Like after ten days in Vegas, it gets to a point where I don't know my name. I don't know where I am. I don't know what day of the week it is, and I kind of just you know. Just kind of go to bed. People like the good thing about that though is that I can go to bed and nobody really knows what happened because everybody's partying. Well, I remember the yeah. time I went down there. Like I didn't see you at all. Like we texted a couple times. And yeah, I didn't see you one bit. Yeah, or one time at all. But Vegas had you. Oh, I, like I was you in, were one. in You were in one. Hashtag yeah. in
2: one. As, as my <laughs> Commodore says, we were in one.
1: Wasey was in one. You know, I like to. I like to have a good time. Uh, like yeah. I said before, I like to indulge in a little adult beverage here and. Yeah. Aaron Taylor. Don't Aaron. we all? How was that chick busting the arena record in the barrel race? Oh, yeah, that was rain. It's unreal. Haley Kinsel. I mean, I'm not much of a barrel racer. Yeah, but I'm a, a I'm a fan. Actually, yeah, I've, I've barrel raced two times. I'm undefeated in barrel races. Really? Yeah, I've entered. One and one? I've entered three and I've won three. Whoa. Breaking news. Wacey Anderson. And barrel racing. Better bareback. Oh. Like, actually, like without a <laughs>
2: saddle. <satellite. laughs>
1: <laughs> what was your, what was your smallest check? Smallest check, bell racing? Yeah, it was. Smallest sa- check ever. So, I, in in admit, rodeo. My, small, my smallest check ever in rodeo. I think I won $13. a Junior Bull Ride in the CCA. One. Oh, really? So yeah, some, something like that. I think. think my first check was $10.20. And I think I won like $18 the next time. And then I remember one time I split like fourth place in car stairs at a care rodeo. And we hit a deer with our car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> And I, but I won nine dollars and twenty cents that time. I think huge win, huge win, nine dollars. Then we hit a car straight to the bank. We no, we hit a deer. That happened to us total the too. car. We were coming back. 10 it was bucks. me and my mom and my brother, and we're coming back from some rodeos in Alberta. And like I'll, I'll never forget this We're just south of our house And my mom was clipping Like going really fast So I look over And say something to her Going a buck thirty Next thing I know Fucking the airbag Hits me in the side of the face <laughs> Our oh hood gosh. goes over the, the hood like blows off Of the van Oh no We just absolutely Destroyed this deer Unreal <laughs> My mom is a, a Vehicle totaling Crazy person She's totaled she, We had four vans She totaled all four of them Oh my gosh She totaled my Ford Focus oh one no. time. time. got T-bone in Saskatoon <laughs> Oh my gosh And she was never at fault Anytime Like she always like She always made money On these vehicles I don't know how she did it Oh it's wow It's amazing Just rough Just uh, good luck I guess Yeah she's a Yeah That's what kind of That's what kind of stuff You gotta deal with in Canada You gotta deal with the elements The animals The other crazy the people bears. All hopped up on Pilsner On the pills in Saskatchewan No you don't gotta worry About the people on the pills. No, pilt, like pilt, like the snurs. Yeah, the snurs, yeah, this is what I mean, the snurs, yeah. You don't have to worry about that? No. Oh, okay. Those are the good people, and they drink snurs. <laughs> Those are your kind of people. We'll be back, <laughs> baby.
0: It's Wednesday, December 20th. In this segment, Ted and Weesey talked to Canadian bulldogger Scott Gentner about his winning nights in Vegas at the 2017 WNFR. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Weesey, brought to you by Everything Cowboy.
1: Scott, let's talk about the week you had and uh, and what you thought of your first finals down there in Vegas
2: first experience definitely was one that i'll never forget i mean from the grand entry on at thomas and mac is i mean just i mean it just had your blood coming the entire time definitely makes you want to go go harder and go again and try to make it again next year and years to come um compared to i mean just a normal rodeo definitely it, it's yeah mind-blowing how, how intense the crowd is there and how supportive everyone is
1: What the heck happened With Tanner that one night He didn't get bucked off But that horse Was kind of acting up Did eh? did? you? What did, And uh, what did you guys Ride for horses
2: I rode a flag horse um, I told him that I wasn't riding my horse My horse Was the one A couple years ago That Tanner rode And uh, Completely made, or, Well I guess Ran right over the flag girl And knocked her right up her horse So I said <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm not riding that horse You don't want that again uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah So they're like We can find you I'm like That's a good idea Because I'm not riding her um, yeah, you. Tanner right? rode yeah, and Tana rode um, Tom Lewis's Hayden horse. Uh, okay. And the first, that night, she just threw a tender Um, She kind of has a little bit of an attitude. <laughs> So we had to, we had to do a little adjusting the next few minutes to keep her, try to keep her down low and keep her mellowed out for the grand entry and she seemed to fine after that.
1: It was kind of, it's kind of like mayhem there. Like it's amazing there aren't more wrecks happen when there's a hundred and a hundred horses in the arena at the same time.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's kind of funny cause they make you like rehearse it and when we did grand entry or so the first day or whatever, I was like, oh, but, you know, I guess they're just going to tell you to go in where you stand whatever. We did six times and it had to be perfect and you had to like go in at the right speed and then you had to line up and start. Line and then ride out doubles, you know, at a certain pace and yeah, it was uh, quite more, quite a bit more intense than I would have guessed. Uh, You're an injury, but uh, I guess that's why, why it's as good as it is.
1: <laughs> Six times? That's ridiculous. That's that must have been, took you guys like three or four hours.
2: Uh, yeah, it took us about two hours, and it was, yeah, it was not supposed to take that long, but we were getting, we were getting cussed at, because there's some older guys that sit in the stands, and they watch, it and they tell you what you did wrong, and they, oh, I mean, no. they're not afraid, they'll call, they'll call you all right in front of them, like, you need to ride this, you need to go here, and you need to do better, and, yeah, there's one where fucking... So they, uh, they told the guy, they're like, you don't even have, you, you've been excused from rehearsal. If you don't want to ride that horse anymore, we'll find you a new one for the rodeo. But,
1: <laughs> oh no. I got to just throw it out there that maybe some of the roughies don't ride horses a lot. Was there any wrecks with those guys in rehearsal?
2: No, they, they all seemed to get through it. I mean, it was, uh, I think it was Cody or Heath DeMoss, one of the two, I think it was Heath, that his horse was, it was bucking. I mean, other than that, there was a couple of horses bucked and stuff, but nothing was really that bad. I mean, they usually put them on pretty good horses. Okay.
1: Uh, I want to talk about the highlights next of the finals what was the what was the highest uh, the high the high point of your first NFR I've got a I'm going to guess it was the round win but
2: uh, yeah no, definitely the, definitely winning the ninth round was definitely the highlight of my first NFR I mean there's many people that go there for years that don't ever win the first round or went around there um, I mean yeah, the building just erupts when you're when you went around it I mean you'll never forget the noise of the crowd and and, uh, and I mean, yes, I did a little celebration that everyone seems to be having a lot of fun with on Facebook, which I I'm like, Oh my goodness, it's I don't normally celebrate. Now. So, <laughs> so now, uh, yeah, so now it's quite a day for everyone else to laugh at, which whatever that happens.
1: So what, you just won 27,000 American suck
2: it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of <laughs> what I am like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't look, don't check my Facebook yeah. for that reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's all right. Talk about, I want to talk about the buckle presentation though. And like, and that kind of like all the spinoff of that and the victory lap and, and everything else like you must uh did you have to turn your phone off at one point so you could go to sleep finally that night or did you sleep after like
2: i i definitely slept that night of course i'm too tired not to sleep but uh yeah like i i my phone is in my coat when i bulldog whatever and i didn't get my coat till i am i'm probably 20 minutes half an hour if not longer after i bulldogged and gone through all the media room or whatever and got interviews and i had 60 some messages on text messages (laughs) and And there was a 80-some notification on Facebook, and I didn't even, I actually didn't even start answering them until uh, after the bucket presentation because you answer them and then people would answer back, and then it was yeah. just, yeah. So I was like, nope, I don't. I mean, oh, it's not that you don't appreciate it and you appreciate the support, but I mean, you, I mean, you'd be. Doing it all night I mean I'd answer yeah. Text messages for three days so.
1: Everyone can Everyone understands too Yeah I get that you're busy It is it is pretty glamorous To be there But there's a Something that showed up At your hotel That was kind of annoying
2: <laughs> Yeah It's uh, I mean Yeah There's lots of people That come down there to for you <laughs> And such But Then there's always Them ones that Yeah you get annoyed by And they are Non-stop annoying you You know Trying to talk to stuff, And you're like I'd like to Just kind of be quiet I mean I, I always think of like you know all the rodeo season you kind of just do what you want you know you do your own thing you know when you can and when you don't you just kind of go to your trailer and hide not hide but you know go where it's quiet yeah um
1: but then, there, there, there's, then when the there's there's cheerleaders there's show up, and then, the, then
2: there's, a, there's a there's a little group of uh, cheerleaders that have a conference there at the end of the, <laughs> the of our stay for the last two days, and uh, they're not really a they're not really uh, respectful, is what you would say to oh, uh, people that might be staying there. Um, sleep, trying to doing, sleep. Yeah, exactly. At Six thirty in the morning when they're doing back down your hallway and oh, making, screaming and hollering, you're ready to strangle little kids slightly.
1: <laughs> did you win a Did you win a saddle at the uh, at the Mirage? I did not. No. Nope. Oh dang! But Zeke did, or somebody did, right?
2: I want to say some one of the Canadians did, but I don't remember. I, I didn't might know, have been, so I it think it was that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you describe the feeling you had backing into the box in the first round? Like that's something not very, many, like not many people are ever get to experience. Is kind of. Can you walk us through kind of what was going through your head and kind of what you're feeling, what your game plan was walking into the box there?
2: I tried to keep myself not thinking like that it was you know anything else. I just thought another rodeo, back in the box, get your start. You're down. But that did change when I nodded my head. I actually don't remember any ounce of that run until I stood up after the this year I could not tell you what I did what happened nothing I pressed my black black out and that's kind of how it went through. which is odd because I normally don't really you know don't really get nervous don't notice stuff like that and I didn't think I was nervous but I guess I was <laughs> well
1: and you're still placing that round too so maybe that blackout thing should happen more often right
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I really want that exactly. I don't think I'm going to say that's
1: big in my event. I <laughs> might be a little bit deep, surely. Oh, man. What about the uh, what about the, the round that you won, and then the, you were second on the last night as well? Did you kind of, you, I mean, you, you dogged all 10 steers, you finished fifth in the average. Like, you won 87,000 that week, and you finished, like, one of the top 10 guys in the whole world.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I end up sixth in the world. It was uh, it was pretty good. I, I switched horses on the seventh day. Um, I was riding my own mare for the first little while, and she was doing all right. She just she comes off came off an injury from last year, and I she just doesn't feel. 100% off my hand, but definitely down there, the it's, it's start pretty much sets up your entire run. So, your know, horse that leaves couldn't runs hard. Um, so I actually got on the horse tanner's ride, which were boring from Tom Lewis. Definitely leaves a lot harder and, and uh, I mean, definitely tries a lot harder, not that my mare doesn't, she just was not feeling 100%, I don't think. The last two rounds I kind of got more comfortable with the start. Um, it was definitely a lot shorter than I ever could imagine. I mean, you can pretty much go before you're not, which is, not comment. I at all.
1: <laughs> you had a, like a solid week. Like, You're making, t- getting rounds, making times. Like, what did you do to stay positive? Like, knowing because you weren't quite placing every round. Like, what what kept you motivated to keep at at it and stay positive throughout the week to kind of get things fired up towards the end there.
2: Not overthink it. I mean, yeah, you ball make you know make mistakes and such. I just kept thinking, you know, you have there's ten head, there's an average, an average. Quite often seems like down there it falls apart after ten head. You know, people miss and just random things happen. I mean, I did break a barrier one of the nights too, so I was really like, oh man, I think I'm completely out of the average, but I'm like, tomorrow's another day. I mean, they pay $26,000 a round. The Average is great, but you don't have to place an average. I mean, if you win a couple rounds or you place in, you know, three, or four rounds, I mean, you can make a lot of money without even the average. And I mean, support from home and friends and stuff. I mean, people are stay texting. You know, be like, hey, don't get down yourself. You know whatever you deserve to be there, you made it. Um, without them I mean definitely would have been i sure have been a little more of a negative Thank negative yeah, that's for sure
1: when that ninth round came around you were kind of going for the going for the round then right like maybe the other nights it was different but or what, were you going for the round every night like a, i'm I'm curious um, about what that was
2: yeah no i mean I definitely was going for the round the other nights uh, so after the first round I was like hey you know like kind of got the start i mean I didn't drill the start that first night so I was like you know go with that but the horse was I wasn't getting a start that I needed there so I was running it down too far not placing it around so then I I mean I you're always I was always trying to go for a round but I mean at the end the ninth fifth round, well I guess from about the the eighth round on I was like I got nothing to lose like I mean I I need to win money somehow I mean because if and if I go out of the average and win a round well then that's just how it is. So yeah, I mean, I kind of went, maybe he did go a little harder, but that horse was also giving me a better go. like oh. it was you know right out in front instead of you know at the other end. I mean that one so I ran right to the bucket chute and mine kind of goes in sixth round or whatever. I mean I nearly hit the bucket chute.
1: What What was it like when you when you knew you had it made?
2: I won't lie. I actually tried not to think I ever had it made till the thirtieth of September. But after after Cheyenne, it kind of secured the deal that I. I mean I had. I think at seventy some thousand one by then. And they, you know, we as as a group of bulloggers, you know, you kind of figure out kind of what the cutoff's gonna be. I mean, it didn't really hit me till the year it was completely over, but uh, it's uh I don't I think you're not explaining it, the feeling that it, you know, when you've you realize that you're now gonna go to, you know, the N F R and me for me it was a dream come true. I as a young kid, always, you know, was just like, I want to make Calgary and CFR. I mean, I never even really thought of the NFR accomplished of something that I maybe never thought I would ever do.
1: I've got to, I've got to ask also what it, <laughs> what it costs you guys to go down the road and then how it works when you've got to ride somebody else's horse. I remember before it was like a, like a 25% deal to your, no, to your no money. Yeah. To the guy's horse you're riding, but then you got to pay your hazer too. And Bailey Milan was hazing for you down there and and I remember talking yeah. to him about that, about how it's, how important those guys are. Those guys don't really make a lot on the, on the whole deal, but they're a hugely important part of the runs too. And, and being there,
2: I actually wouldn't even be exactly be able to tell you how much it costs go down the road. Definitely. I'm a lot more than a rough stuck guy, especially because we haul horses and we usually have three or four right of horses. So you I mean, you got to feed them. We can fill up the date big truck of tanner mounds that we drive and it costs like $400 to fill it right full, we go about 16 hours on that tank of fuel. I mean, $400 worth of fuel for 16 hours is kind of what it is. And then on top of that, you know, you're pay for your horses and that stuff. When you don't ride your own horse and you ride somebody else's like I did all year, you pay them if they have their whole team. So you ride their bulldog horse and their hazing horse It's 25% of what you make. Um, if it's not, and it's just their logging horse, or just their hazing horse, it's 12.5%. For this NFR, like Bailey hazing for us, Tanner actually owns the, the hazing horse, so I'll have to pay Tanner the hazing horse money, um, plus I'll pay Bailey on top of that, I'll pay him like, I think it's 8% eight, eight of that, or something like that, of what I win, I'll pay him, or 0.8%, sorry, of what I won um, to him for hazing because um, without him I mean yeah they're very important to run without a good hazer you can go from yeah winning to bankrupt in a quite quick hurry um, all year I mean Tanner and I haze for each other but some of the finals it's nice to have somebody else hazing so you don't have to worry about like, that you're all you know you're focused on just bulldogging not on hey you no know, I gotta get on the hazer so I gotta run back over here and I gotta run back over there
1: yeah it'd be almost impossible at the NFR too with how things how quick things happen there
2: yeah well that's the thing I mean you know a time frame I mean that uh, they did Kind um, Pearson, and them they did switch, and they hase for each other and stuff. But I mean, they were running back and forth nonstop. I mean, some guys can do it, and some people don't mind doing it because then you can you, feel, you know you're not just focused right on bulldog, You know, you kind of just doing what you normally did in a rodeo, no different, not changing your you know your routine kind of thing. Whereas some some people change your routine, and then they they're overthinking, you know, or they watch it. You know, they watch everyone go, and they're like, oh, we're gonna do this to my starter or this or
1: whatever, right? I want to ask about what the family support was like down at the finals there, and, and having Team Canada behind your back we kind of have a bigger team than anybody there with the whole country behind us rather than a state per se, right? But I want to talk yeah. about who we all is there with you and uh, what having everybody there was like.
2: I had my wife Becky was there. My dad can Ken, um, my sister Lori and her boyfriend, Dean, um, and Becky's mom and dad were there. That was my I mean, immediate close family. Um, my, my mom's brother, Uncle John and Auntie Sue were there. My mom's sister, Audrey and uh, Uncle Gord were there. And then I mean, I had piles of friends and family. Um, I mean, Becky's sister and brother came down and stuff. Uh, my other sister stayed at home. She just had a baby in September, so I told her not to come because I didn't want the baby to get sick. And uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, I had a pile of support from family and, and friends. It's unbelievable how much people support you, especially from Canada. Like you said, it's the whole country instead of just a couple states. Yeah, I had people that Facebooked me that I I don't even know who they are. I've never <laughs> even met some of them. And but I mean, they're like, you know, we're watching you. Good job. You know, congrats. Whatever. I mean, a pile. And without that support, I mean, I probably would not have done what I did this year. Comes all the way from your family at home and people at home. I mean. My wife works a job at home, doesn't come down the road with me. My dad and my, my sister, they run the entire ranch wild so I could be gone. I get to come home to a ranch that's well run and looked after. And without that sport and the support from your friends and family, I don't think very many cowboys would go down the road or, you know, do as well as they do without their support system. I
1: want, I want to ask about your mom and, and uh, there was a specific instance that Dustin Edwards told us about at the Wild Rose finals. and. And everything there, I, I don't want it to be too tough on you, but I, I kind of want to ask oh, you no, you're that good. and just, and cause he said you came, I think he, I think he said that you won the finals that week too, that everything happened. All
2: right year I won uh, WF Arnold's um my mom was diagnosed with cancer in September well I guess the year before in September and uh they gave her five months to live or yeah five months to live then she left three she passed away they fourth, two four 2012 and then so I wrote it all year and I, that was the first year I bought my pro card um I admit I was not focused on rodeo. Uh, I was lost. I was a lost child. That's really what I was. End uh, up, uh, yeah, going to getting to the LRNW finals and um, winning the W final, which I mean, to me was. All for her. Not, I mean, not, it was. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I didn't want it for anyone else. That's, not, that's for sure. Since then, I mean, it's. It's. Uh, she's definitely given me a lot of power to go down the road and keep going, keep trying, power through things. Uh, I mean, yeah, the life was very hectic and a little rough there for me for a while, but uh, I tried to uh, get focused and you know, positive thinking. I was definitely a negative child for a couple of years there but supporting of my family and friends I now have a lot different attitude on life that's for sure
1: what do you think she's thinking right now after all this she's got to be smiling
2: yeah I had a few people out of that They're like you know she'll be she's definitely smiling down right now on you and is so proud of you she's probably very happy that I followed a dream and tried what I want you know what I wanted to accomplish in life
1: with that in mind what, what are some more of your goals now going forward
2: well definitely to qualify again uh, <laughs> and have a better a better 10 days I mean not that I had the worst 10 days but have a be a little more consistent maybe try to play you know get placing in a couple more other rounds and just go have fun and enjoy enjoy rodeo I'm not gonna rodeo my entire life I definitely love a, a ranch and I like to have a family and I would like to be home when I have family be able to enjoy rodeo for a few more years and such and try to go hard and try to make the NFR CFR and Calgary and then I'll probably yeah, go home and work on the ranch because I don't think my father and my sister want to work the rest of their lives for me. <laughs> for <nothing.
1: laughs> you finished sixth in the world this you, you're though like you said you weren't that far off from winning the whole thing.
2: I think I ended up with 186,000 and I think they won the world with 265,000 or something and I mean yeah I didn't I did place it I placed in three rounds out of ten yeah I can't really be upset I mean yeah you, you place a few more times and be a little more consistent maybe or, you know have maybe if I had to switch horses in the you know, third, fourth round it might have been different that's for sure.
1: We hope that your drive's still going well we don't want to keep you any longer we hope it was a little
2: entertaining for a while yeah i know you're
1: good (laughs) (laughs) uh thanks so much for your time scott i gotta say you're you're one of the nicest guys i know and i really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show with us here and doing this and i wish you all the best in the next year and i really hope we get to talk a bunch more on this deal in person and and at the finals next year i'm uh, all right no for you man
2: no thank you and uh (laughs) Yes, no problem anytime he has to talk I, I'm more than willing that's for sure
1: hopefully this makes for good listening on the road too
2: <laughs> yeah exactly laughing at my own self
1: <laughs> we'll get Tanner on and ask him specifically about the grand entry at some point That'll yeah, be... yeah he'll,
2: hey, uh, he'll entertain you for about 20 minutes probably oh,
1: yeah you have to give us some dirt yeah. on, on him too
2: and get it back, yeah. back and forth yeah, I, I'm sure I can give you some, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to give him back because he's pretty. good. He's pretty, he's
1: pretty wide. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Scott. We'll uh, we'll catch up again yep. soon. Drive safe.
0: Don't go anywhere. The guys are going to wrap up episode two for you right now. It's Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy, brought to you by Everything Cowboy.
1: Blah blah. Yup yeah, yup. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. J rock. So we got banned from iTunes. So he has to be our music guy now. I'm the guy. I got a voice. I've been told that I have a voice that sounds like the mixture of Fergie and Jesus. Um, I'm a karaoke all star. He he has been known to uh, to sing Ice Ice Baby. I went to three weddings this summer, wrapped it all three weddings. I'm in high demand. If you if you need a book, Wacy Anderson for your wedding, you can call eight six seven five three oh nine if you need someone to get your wedding happening, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have business card that says has fun at weddings. And uh, he's probably gonna be a DJ too at some point for weddings. DJ Polly D. DJ Wasey A <laughs> That's going to be a thing. Just wait. You just wait. Fue, <laughs> 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 Oh, dear. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but what I want to talk about this is the last show of the year, Waycee. Turn out, where's the end of it? 2017. Yeah, it's been a long big year. Been, year. A, been a big year of podcasting. You know, we've, we've got like two episodes down already. <laughs> So much work, man. So much. This this podcasting stuff. I'm overwhelmed. It's for real. And on the website, usually we do uh, a countdown of the biggest moments and worst wrecks of the year. It's kind of controversial sometimes. I get some moment. I get some text messages, some phone calls. Like, people aren't too happy. They didn't make the countdown. They're not in the right spot. Chad Bestplug was first for like a couple of years. But then he wasn't first, and he was kind of chapped. Yes, he has to do better then. Going to have to do better, (laughs) Bestplug. What's your? Give us your top moments of the year, Teddy. What's on What's on your list, buddy? I actually haven't even started it yet, so I don't really know. What are you feeling? You You've been pretty well everywhere, than nin- What you did? How many purses? you this year 130 purses? No, no, like 110 this oh, time. Okay, sorry, maybe less. Less now, but either way, over 100 rodeos, like you rides. you've probably seen some cool shit. Yeah, I've got to say the biggest stage on the planet is the NFR. So I've got to say that all our guys winning a half million bucks there. I guess I'm going to give it away too soon, though. The countdown's not supposed to end till later on, but that's that's a tough one to beat though. Where all of our Canadian contestants, we have nine people go to the NFR last year. That <clears throat> last year, our three world champs topped the countdown and their million dollars in earnings for our eight guys made the finals last year. This year, it's a half million dollars in earn, it, half a million dollars in earnings from nine contestants, no world titles, but it's still half a million bucks, and those guys made the NFR. It's huge. So that's gonna be tough to beat, but it's not saying that something else will beat it. There's lots of cool things went down. Zeke Thurston. Calgary hat trick Calgary hat that trick. Has, that's something that hasn't happened in a, in a long time I don't Hattie. think yeah it's that's pretty cool especially a Canadian guy on a Canadian soil like that's 300,000 in the same place three years in a row it's badass man like never happened as a hundred thousand dollar winners there in the go. wrong riding badass I think Trevor Knowles has won it three or four times in the bulldog in no. though in a row no I think three in a row though he's d- he's done really well that in Calgary, Calgary. got to yeah. get that hat trick the Hattie and I guess also the PBR Global Cup there's a lot of buzz going around Edmonton and kind of Canada when that whole deal went down you even there so <laughs> I heard it was a really good time <laughs> but you no, know, it's it was pretty cool that kind of just like being in that atmosphere and kind of being around it like you could just feel that like I said you could feel the buzz around Edmonton like especially after that first night when, he, when team Canada kind of stepped up to the plate and kind of showed the world like what we're made of when it comes to riding the bull and it's pretty cool to kind of be involved in that so kinda. you not really <laughs> so it's kind of cool to be like in the same town where it was happening <laughs> yeah. it was pretty good i guess like <laughs> like i know. know some of the guys that are on the team so like that was yeah weird. cole young's actually here right now making rice he's making some rice i think it's, i think cole i think it's boiling over bud no it's just <laughs> steam oh it's just steam yeah. okay it's good man's not hot it's good okay so the global cup though I, I gotta agree like that one could unsee the nfr stuff like i'm not gonna Give away what the top is yet, and I don't actually know what it is yet, but... Give it away. Do it. No, I'm not going <laughs> to... Oh, I just let oh, I just let it out. Wrapped it. What are you doing? No, you're not supposed to take the top off what the rice, bud. You? you let out all the water. Now it's going to dry out. Huh? He's yeah, it's going to do that he's, tap- twice. He's, a, he's a chef. He watches a lot of yeah, Hell's chef Kitchen. Cool. <laughs> chef cool. Chef cool. on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, back to the Global Cup <laughs> from that sidetrack. Cole's a member of Team Canada. We'll have him on the show sometime. He's just cooking. He's busy right now. He's cooking rice. No time for a podcast. Yeah, I'm he's and nice. he, listened, he just listened to the first episode. So he, I think we could say he's a friend of the show and a fan friend of the of show. Friend of the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The show. that's the thing, right? Friend of the show, Cole Young, yep. Yeah. Um, and Lonnie West was here last night, I guess, too, right? He's also a friend of the show. Yeah, hasn't been on the show yet. We only had two shows. But we got lots of friends of the show. Yeah, there's like everybody who listens to the show is pretty much a friend. And probably pretty, pretty, they've probably been to the house already too. Probably been to HQ. Yeah. It's only people that are listening to this. They've already been here. They're just their friends. Yeah. Okay. Global Cup, though. Fucking awesome. That was the most intense bull riding I've ever seen in my entire life, and I've been to a couple bull ridings. I'm only 27, but I've been to a couple bull ridings, and that was fucking unreal. What? Two two bull ridings? I've been to two. I was, the cool thing for me, like about the Global Cup, like and like, obviously I wasn't there. I was crushing it on CFCW, giving the people what they want, painting pictures for people. CFCW. Minds. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like I had I had buddies Alberta's like country legend. I like the fact that it was broadcast live on TSN. Like that's oh, amazing. Yeah. I had buddies yeah. like like I play hockey with and now and come up to like they're like people who don't know nothing about bull and We're like in front of the TV like just jumping like getting on Team Canada side and just loving it. Like that's pretty, that's cool. Like have people come up to you and like like kind of buy into that whole deal and like kind of have bull riding on Canada's biggest like sports network platform almost like kind of the mainstream like kind of where we wanted to be I think that's like super cool that's the place that people told us it never would be but now it is and people watch it. it watch it it was, yeah, to be on t- like TV, the only thing that's on live television across the country is the Calgary Stampede. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. And if you didn't get to watch it, it's luckily archived on PBR.com, so you can on watch demand. it Yeah, On demand. Slash on demand. Anytime if you want to see what happened again, even though America won. <laughs> but Ugh. we'll get them next time. You. We'll get them next time. We still love you, America. We got buddies from there. But you're still Canada's underpants. South Canada? South Canada. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, biggest moment got to be Global Cup right up there. That was incredible. Uh, actually biggest moment for me being an Oilers fan was getting to check out the dressing room that night. We got to have some beers with Bobby Fuck the Oilers. But hey, you don't say that. I hate them. You well, I don't really care. You can't say. Oilers. This is uh this is a uh, I don't I guess can't tell you anything. Flums. You, go we're, gonna, we're gonna have to get a new co-host if you don't get reasonable with the Oilers here. Go for No, just stick with the Riders. Let's just not talk. talk go y- Riders! Yeah, you can talk. You can be fans of the drink Riders. Drink Cup Twenty Eighteen, baby. We're coming. You can't you can't talk shit about the Toss Oilers. Cost me a pill. <laughs> 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 well, you know who else we should have have be friends of the show is Bud Wright. he's too deep already. Nice, crisp, cool Bud Wright. So Bud Wright, if you're listening, we love you. So it's the drink of choice at Forty Six Twenty. By of Oasis. I Actually, I like a good. Everybody's, everybody's. Actually, like a nice Merlot once in a while. Some wine. A little vino. A little vino. I have a little bit of wine tasting going on. I'm getting on the wine. Yeah, I'm teaching you the way. I don't really know much myself, but not the biggest fan, but I can, I can deal. You can get down. I can get down with it. I'm more of a baby duck kind of guy, but you know. Real classy. I don't mind a little rose like here and that. there. A little bit of Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay Back Back to the countdown Ugh. Back okay, to the, Okay 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 whoa, whoa 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 Back to the countdown I got this Okay so how about Ooh. What's your contenders For biggest wreck of the year Well Right now it had have to be Jake Vold getting wrecked At the finals Right At the In Vegas wrecking his kneecap Bleeding the average Howie it's maybe not the worst injury, but it's the worst timing for the, worst, <laughs> for the injury. What else happened this year, though? I'm going to have to ask the fans, the, fan, the friends of the show, and ask them what, uh, what they thought were the biggest moments of the year. Well, maybe we should ask Cole, Kitchen Cole. What's he think?
2: There's global cup. Has it over
1: what? Biggest wreck. Biggest oh, wreck. Oh, the wreck. Yeah. That was a big wreck. That oh, was that like was. that was a blow for Team Canada. Plus butter too. Yeah, Dakota yeah. butter I rides. Can't believe it's not butter. Spools a burn and ne- a bull in the neck the first night, the and then face. breaks his leg or foot or yeah, breaks a bull in his foot. So Canada's down two bull riders for the two, next yeah, night. Yeah, two of our guys a a Yeah, at the few PBR this summer, like one of the most gruesome. Wrecks I've ever seen. Josh Faircloth hung a spur in his rope and like snapped his leg off, like right above his like knee. And like it was just like that was one of the nastiest things I've ever seen in my life, man. I like, was so gross. Like his leg was like pointing backwards, and yeah. I, will never. That burned in my mind Like I miss bull riding a lot, but that did not make me miss it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's one that I kind of wanted to forget. Ugh, that's a bad one. Yeah, Cole, stop opening the rice. It's got to steam. You gotta you gotta leave got a a steam st- on it. Fuck. It's not. It needs to be in for twenty minutes. Gotta but let it steam. Leave it at like a three. Okay. It's got to simmer for twenty yes. minutes. Score Scordin. Okay, him What about Zane's? He's like he could cleanse like. Oh yeah. One of only three guys to win multiple Canadian titles. Two. One of only two guys. The only. only oh, he one won three. He has his third one. Yeah. No, no. Zane has two. Aaron has three. Yeah. But Nobody else has won more than one didn't, in PBR Canada. Didn't, I thought Scott did. Schipner? No, he won CPRA oh, in 2000. Oh, I'm thinking Matt Roy with his PCB in oh. PBR Canada. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Well, Matt Roy never won PBR Canada, though. He didn't? I thought he nope. did. Oh, no, nope. we Shipner was the first one in 06. I don't know anything then. That's ah, okay. I'm an idiot. Um, You know what else is going to be interesting, though, is bef- we might we probably won't know it by the end of the year, but one of the biggest moments might be the whatever wherever the CFR goes next. Yeah, that's That huge. could be a big moment. Yeah, they might yeah. make next year's countdown if we don't hear this year yeah hopefully it doesn't go to the rec side i don't think it will but they're going to get that new deal sorted out mm. yeah i thought they're supposed to have some information out by now but i mean that could be if, if, especially if it moves like that's a ground shaking move in like yeah, rodeo in Canada rodeo. and like everything like that's going to be a huge thing that almost could be top of the list really yeah we'll see what happens with that we'll be we'll be sure to include it on the podcast once we uh, know what's going down breaking news the CFI. Breaking news, but it'll be like three days. We have late. To, like we have to like they'll break the news and then like we'll talk about it. Then you'll hear about it. So it's yeah, kind of. Like, we'll talk about it later, yeah. or you can stay tuned to the the Everything Cowboy pages where what the stuff's stuff. What else would be crazy? What else awesome happened? What else awesome happened this year? I mean, the only other thing coming to mind right now is like something that happened at CFR. Calgary Zeke was our only about, Canadian winner. How about Tanner's big week at CFR? It's pretty cool, you know, Tanner. going your last CFR. Tanner was. Oh girls. yeah, Tanner, Grills retiring. That's a good thing to say too. Yeah, he had like he had what a way to finish off your career, like be in contention for a Canadian title and yeah, have to turn down an invite to Calgary the next year. Oh, man, like yeah. that's that's pretty cool. That is true. It's I good. guess interesting situation to be in. Jordan Hansen's gonna make the list with his round win. Yeah, almost a trifecta of like he had like one of the. Best seasons of Canadian yeah. not ever. Forever. Yeah, yeah. To make that far, he'll be he'll be high up in the countdown. I'm thinking, yeah. Brock Radford's four in a row. Yeah, that'll be that's a big a, moment. That's unprecedented craziness. We might just make it a top five this year. I don't know. It's hard. Like, I mean, there's lots of cool stuff happened but last year it was hard to top last year. Last year was a good year for in yeah. Canada and kind of big. Good lots of big moments. The one thing for me that like really stands out and I think is really cool is like how much it's growing. Like I'm I'm pretty biased to the PBR and to bull riding just because that's I was a bull rider and that's kind of where my heart is. And <clears throat> to see how it get to the main stage that it's at now and kind of you see it coming on like live broadcasts of it on TSN, like the same channel we watch our hockey night in Canada and stuff on. Like it's it's so pretty they don't cool. Don't have hockey rights. Yeah, but. <laughs> you, know I, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same, the same, They're the same on level, the same channel as Jay and Dan. Yeah. yeah. The same level you, you as that it's kind of stuff deal. in the mainstream. And that's it. That growth is so huge for our sport. And especially up here, like it's people love it. Like it's, it's unreal. And I think that's been like one of the coolest things is you could even just throughout this year, like the monster energy tour is getting bigger and better global cup was unreal the pbr the touring pro like they get more and more awesome events and like you get little events like like the Clooney pbr come in and freaking they had to turn people like they didn't have enough people enough seats for people to show up with that deal or um like like like, deals like lethbridge like they sell that place out every night and it's just cool to see how where it's going because it it was looking pretty grim there There there's there's kind of a time when it wasn't as good as it as it could be and now we got her back on track and things are going good, so. What do you think has changed? What do you think differs with the product with, with uh, I'm just going to say Pro Rodeo and with PBR. What's the difference? Why is PBR doing so well? I think, well, I think bull riding is just an easy sell. Cause it's like such a high octane, like event. And there's so much action all the time. Like I, I, not very many people like to admit it. And I tell people all this, like there's a reason why they put bull riding at the end of a rodeo. Cause if they did it at the start, everybody would probably leave after it was over. And I hate to say it cause I love rodeo and people might disagree with me, but in my opinion, that's why. And I think, it, and like the way they push it to like, they make it like a show, like they make it, it's an entertaining thing. Like they yeah. pump awesome music. They engage the You're crowd. They, yeah. They got sound. We got fucking <laughs> DJ Teddy mixing the beats getting people going and they got they, they have like interactive clowns like they got Brinson around and Flint's the best in the business I think ever since like ING that's right that's who took them over yeah I think once they took over they, they, see, they seen the they seen the potential that PBR had I think it's past the UFC now in like the fastest growing sport. he owns both so yeah like, I mean like they're just yeah. such a sellable product like it's you got you got guys who are like the best athletes in the world best bulls in the world and you mix that together with the high octane show of fireworks and rock music and people get rocking. they love they just love watching it and the, the, as much as we hate to see them people like seeing their ex and the big rides too like i, I love watching a guy go 90 and that's like even yeah. the crowd stand on their feet like that's an amazing thing so i think just their their product as a whole it's easier to market than Cause Like, there's yeah, so much controversy around lots, it's like, and it's like lots of controversy around some of the rodeo events and like with like the animal rights and all that stuff. And it's all that, it's all stupid, but you know what I mean? Like, but it's real though, it is 2017, yeah, and so it, it, it's about it's, yeah, exactly. And it's like a barrier we're gonna have to break down. But I just think it's a lot easier for boy riding to appeal, I think it appeals to like the younger crowd too, and like, a larger audience probably. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing with like, I think rodeo suck in that mentality where they haven't got to the point where they can appeal to the young people, like, you, you gotta, you gotta gotta get Joe Blow from across the street to come to your events. Like you're gonna, yeah. have, you're gonna have your diehard rodeo fans who are but they're like, people are getting older and it just, you need to get these young people engaged and the PBR has a product that appeals to them more like the Global Cup, they opened up with a Jake Owen concert yeah, and then went into this high octane show where there's fireworks going off every time a guy stays on it was and the crowd's mess. engaged yeah people are going. They even played the Oilers Gohorn exactly. when I like was 88. Yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's just like stuff like that, Like as a young person myself like I would way, have way more fun an event like that, you know, go and crush some beers with the boys, watch some bull ride and watch them yeah. guys make some good rides, like yeah. have a good time. Then you go to like a like a CFR. The Friday night performance was four hours long. Like we didn't get out of there till eleven thirty at night. That's there's not that's not really entertaining. No, it's just it's dr- it's drug out and I mean yeah. there's stuff you gotta do and they had like their Miss Rodeo Canada presentation and But it's not as much of a show. No, it's not a show. It just yeah. kinda seems like you're dragging out and it's, it's and you have your like I said you have your diehards who've been going to the CFR for yeah. forty four years and yeah. but they're not gonna be around forever like you got to get start pulling in your young group like your university kids that are whatever doing what they're doing their deal you got to kind of make it a more of a entertaining thing to push towards people I think that's where the PBR kind of separates itself from rodeo they're milking it like they're doing an awesome job I'm looking forward. Uh, that's something else we'll have on the show as we'll make sure to note when the monster tour com- schedule comes out. We'll have that on the website and talk about that for 2018. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be some uh, cool stops. It's looking like Gonna be a cool, uh, cool tour again next year. And I, those are my favorite events of the year. Like they're the best, best of the best. Like working with TV, getting to meet the guys like Larry Isaacs produced TV for the Olympics. He does. I want to say most of the Oilers broadcast, most of the Flames broadcast and the, the he produces them for just Sportsnet does it, does it all like all those huge broadcasts like this guy's amazing and he's on our crew yeah lots to look forward to in 2018 hell yeah lots of big stuff happening hell yeah another global cup coming up Team Canada's gonna come in strong coming hot this is it signing off for see, 2017 see you next year losers hey don't call our listeners you guys are losers, losers. I love you I'm, just, I'm sorry
2: baby I love you yeah <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah. So that's this is cowboy shit. Everybody. Yeah. Ted and Wasey love you. Cowboy shit brought to you by everything cowboy. You say classy rodeo fans. We'll be back. 2018. Be ready. Cowboy shit. Fuck yeah.
0: (laughs) Podcast. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on social media and share this post with your friends. We'll be back in the new year with episode three. Thanks for listening. This was Cowboy shit with Ted and Wasey. Brought to you by everything cowboy.